This morning, we are going to pick up something that will be a little bit of a theme to shape us over the next few weeks through September. We're going to pray through Jeremiah's letter uh, to the exiles, not the whole book of Jeremiah, but particularly chapter 29, where he writes a letter. We're approaching 20 days of prayer. Um, uh, we, we pray at the start of every term uh, and uh, we're going to pray hard for the remainder of 2020. And I think these verses will bring some shape and some focus on how not only how we pray for Crawley, but how we live in Crawley uh, or in Banbury or in Durham or wherever else you're watching this from. Um, the prophet Jeremiah is speaking to, as, as scriptural prophets do, to the near horizon and to the far horizon. He's speaking directly in his own generation into the chaos around him. There are kingdoms falling. God's people, because of their sin, lack of repentance, are being carried away from Jerusalem uh, by the superpower of their day, Babylon. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, it's around 600 years before Jesus, over two and a half thousand years from us now. Jeremiah speaks right into their situation but he also speaks to the far horizon he speaks into our 21st century lives he reminds us of God's faithfulness his promise to rebuild his kingdom and to bless the world through people like us God's people these exile families that ended up in Babylon, they found themselves in a strange land and a strange culture. They were in captivity to this prevailing, overpowering worldview that imposed their, its beliefs and, and ways on them. Not, none of the Jews that were taken into captivity at this time, none of their familiar structures of life and worship remained uh, the rituals the festivals the things that they did to be the people of God were all taken from underneath them that may feel familiar to us in some small way over the last six months uh, everything had to be reimagined in this new hostile environment they found themselves in otherwise they'd just be assimilated and absorbed into the overwhelming culture God's people would just disappear so hey church listen carefully this morning this word is for us today we believe if you if you get nothing else if you you're writing some notes or you're just listening in if you catch nothing else from what i'm going to say this morning just this next two minutes is what we need to carry away but the rest is important too we, we believe the people of god carry a promise which is seen in these verses in jeremiah we'll read in a moment and which is prophesied over us still today we we see it affect the way we live life in crawley the way we we do family life community business education our leisure time there's an expectation that even though we may be in a minority in, in a in a hostile culture we're placed here in crawley to bring life and hope and to restore and to rebuild we're here to release blessing not just over us as a community of believers but over those we live amongst so that they might know god guys right now there are loads of reports about the demise of crawley as an airport town all the pressure post-covid on jobs and economy uh, over our town listen my neighbors and your neighbors need to see and hear the people of god living with renewed confidence in god's promises right now we're not just trying to organize church in order to survive the next few months. We're trying to catch up with what the kingdom of God is already doing. Um, uh, it's, it's a different set of maps and instructions and directions that we need to follow from anything we've known before. But prophetically, God's giving us something. There's a, a graphic that uh, we've been sharing for this little Jeremiah series, Exiles. You'll see it perhaps in your church email or on some other social media. If you zoom in on your, on your phone, you'll find actually the graphic is of that some of the shapes and places uh, around Crawley. 
Uh, and it's really interesting that a, a couple of years ago, I think, when we first drew this, thinking we were going to use it a bit more uh, around the church building and the church centre, um, things have changed so much now as you look at the buildings on that graphic. What, what were landmarks in Crawley? Uh, what were centres of prosperity and busyness and business? There, oh, there it is on the screen. Um, they're, they're now, we, we now have empty skies. There's no planes taking off and landing. The, the football stadium to the right of this graphic is, is empty. The shops and the public spaces are so hugely diminished. Listen, as the people of God, we get to ask, uh, as another prophet did, can these bones live? We, we get to speak life. And, and live out hope. And so that's what we're going to unpack today and in the weeks ahead as we approach our days of prayer. That's why in a few moments we're going to pray for our children, our students, our teachers, those that work in schools. Next week we're going to pray over some businessmen and women and entrepreneurs and creatives and craftsmen. We're here for the promises of God to be worked out in the town. Can I hear an amen or a hallelujah please from wherever you are listening this morning. Um, we're growing as a diverse church and so right now I think Liviu is going to read the, this, this passage from Jeremiah 29, 1 to 14 in Romanian. So you might want to turn there in your English Bibles, or you'll find uh, that the, the screen has some subtitles as well. Let's hack over to Liviu. Hello, everyone. I read the Bible today, Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. Iată cuprințul epistolei pe care a trimis-o prorocul Ieremia din Ierusalim către rămășița bătrânilor din robie, preoților, prorocilor și întregului popor pe care îi dusese în robie nebucatețar din Ierusalim la Babilon. După ce împăratul Ieconia împărătea sa famenii dregătorii, căpeteniile lui Iuda și ale Ierusalimului, lemnare și fierarii au părăsit Ierusalimul. Le-a trimis-o prin Elsa, fiul lui Șafana, prin Gemaria, fiul lui Hichia. Trimiși la Babilon de Zedechia, împăratul lui Iuda, la Nebucadnețar, împăratul Babilonului, ia cuprindea următoarele. Așa vorbește Domnul Oștirilor, Dumnezeului Israel, către prinșii de război pe care i-a dus din Ierusalim la Babilon. Zidiți case și locuițile, sădiți grădini și mâncați din roadele lor. Luați-vă neveste, faceți fii și fice, însurați-vă fii și măritați-vă fetele ca să facă fii și fice, ca să vă înmulțiți acolo unde sunteți, și să nu vă împuținați. Urmăriți binele cetății în care v-am dus în robie și rugați-vă Domnului pentru ea, pentru că fericirea voastră depinde de fericirea ei. Căci așa vorbește Domnul Oștirilor, Dumnezeului Israel, nu vă lăsați amăzici de prorocii voștri care sunt în mijlocul vostru, nici de ghicitorii voștri n-ascultați, nici de visătorii voștri, ale căror vise voi le pricinuiți. Căci ei vă prorocesc minciunii numele meu, eu nu i-am trimis, zice Domnul. Dar iată ce zice Domnul, de îndată ce vor trece șaptezeci de ani ai Babilonului, îmi voi aduce aminte de voi și voi împlini față de voi făgăduința mea cea bună, aducându-vă înapoi în locul acesta. Căci eu știu gândurile pe care le am cu privire la noi, zice Domnul. 
gânduri de pace și nu de nenorocire ca să vă dau un viitor și o nădejde. Voi mă veți chema și veți pleca, mă veți ruga și vă voi asculta. Mă veți căuta și mă veți găsi, dacă mă veți căuta cu toată inima. Mă voi lăsa să fiu găsit de voi, zice Domnul, și îmi voi aduce înapoi pe prinșii de război. Vă voi strânge din toate neamurile și din toate locurile în care v-am izgonit, zice Domnul, și vă voi aduce înapoi în locul de unde v-am dus, în robie. Amin. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Livio. Mulțumesc. Uh, it's the word of God in Romanian. I hope you're able to follow that as well if, if Romanian isn't your first language. Listen, in this, in this uh, uh, moment in history, the, the false prophets to the exiles had told them, hey, you're going to be back home in Jerusalem two years from now. You'll be, this is just a blip in the road. Uh, health, wealth, happiness, they're all going to be yours soon. It, it was, I, I guess, to our modern ears, a kind of prosperity gospel. It was a false Uh, message. God had another plan and Jeremiah was charged with sharing it to a people who hated where they were. They were just biding their time until they could get back out and get back to what they thought were their normal true lives. Jeremiah's message to such a people and to us today is you're going to be here for longer than you think. So if you're going to be here for longer than you think, remember who you are as the people of God and start living like it whilst you're here. Verse four, he says, it was me that carried you into exile. It didn't happen by chance. It, it, I know you were carried by in a forced march by the Babylonian troops, but it was me, God says, that was behind it. I've got things to teach you. I'm calling you to repentance. And if I carried you here, then I've got plans for you here in Babylon. And, and I'll decide when it's time to carry you away again to the next place. Let me just speak to you, friends, this morning. You're here because God has carried you here. Carol and Richard and the family are going to Durham because God's carrying them there. Maybe you're just here studying or on a short-term contract in Crawley for a while. Perhaps you're staying with friends or family. Hey, maybe you've just found us online this morning. It's not an accident. God himself has carried you here. When Kaz and I first got married, I took a job at a big insurance uh, company many years ago now, 27 years ago. And I said this so many times to anyone who asked, I'm just going to do this job until I get a proper job. Uh, and uh, that was kind of because in my head, we, we had an idea of what God was calling us to. So this was just a stopgap. It's just, just something I'm going to do to earn money uh, until I get a proper job. But it was that very job with that very insurance company two years later which enabled us to transfer within the same company up to the Manchester office to help plant a church that God was calling us into. Listen, God carried us when we weren't even aware of it. He used what we thought was a dead end opportunity to serve his greater kingdom purposes. I believe it's true for us today, you and me, the people of God, we're at our best when we stop saying, why am I here? And we start saying, how do I live whilst I am here? Verse five and six, briefly, and we'll pray a lot more about this in our 20 days of prayer. It, it speaks of healthy family life. It's a restating, actually, if you, of the original creation mandate back in Genesis, where God spoke to Adam and Eve and said, multiply and fill the earth with the family of God. It's the same promise that he spoke over Abraham and said, you're going to have as many sons and daughters as, as the stars in the sky and the sand under your feet. It's the same promise that Jesus 
Jesus reiterated to his disciples when he said, go and make disciples to the very ends of the earth and the end of the age. Church, whatever our era, wherever we've been carried, we can expect to grow healthily under God's mighty hand. We, we don't have to wait for a better time, a better life, a better set of circumstances. And so here the prophet says, build houses, plant vineyards. Sounds good. Settle down and, and, and get married. Uh, I was in the uh, office with Nathan Blackburn this week. We were talking about this passage and we thought build houses, plant vineyards, get married. It sounds with some good alliteration like roofs, roots and relationships. Roofs, roots and relationships. Actually, it doesn't sound for a boy who was brought up reading pioneering missionary stories. It, it doesn't sound very pioneering or courageous. It sounds a little bit like settling, but it shows a people who've understood how God will work through his people as we grow and flourish under his hand. The people of God, people like you and me, and the people in Jeremiah's generation were always supposed to be a light to the nations. One day, all nations are going to see who Jesus is because of how we've lived. It was true under Abraham's growing clan way back in the early days. It was true after Joseph. Uh, Joseph's brothers followed him down into Egypt and they multiplied there. And that pagan nation of Egypt grew in prosperity because the people of God were living there. It was the same with Daniel, who was another exile in Babylon. Babylon prospered because of Daniel's godly life uh, in that nation. Um, it, was, it was the same when the, uh, the persecuted believers from, uh, from Jerusalem fled down to Samaria in Acts chapter 8. And instead of living like the refugees they were, it says they brought great joy to that city. Wow, may that, be fra may that phrase be said of us in Crawley. Who, who we are and, and as his people directly affects how we live and serve here in Crawley. Verse 6 um, the prophet says to the people, multiply. That's a word over us. We can expect all kinds of multiplication. It's, it's not just speaking about numerical growth, although I guess that's a part of things. But God's people who live out of their identity as God's people can expect kingdom fruitfulness, even in times of hardship and exile. Um, Jesus's parables teach these kinds of multiplying kingdom principles. The, the young man who offered his two loaves and his fish into the Lord's hands and he multiplied them and fed thousands. Or the widow who put one small coin into the offering, investing all she had. And, and yet it seems to be worth more than the Pharisee who put uh, a great amount of wealth in. Or, or maybe the, the good stewards who invested the talents their master had given to them. And so their sphere of authority was multiplied. We've talked quite a bit in the last couple of years on this kingdom principle of offering up to God whatever he's put in your hand. It's not dependent on how much we think we have. It's not dependent on how significant we think it seems. It's not dependent on how, uh, the, how hard the circumstances of our lives may be right now. We just get to live out of who we are in God, wherever you are with whatever measure he's given you. We get to offer it up in faith today, tomorrow, and the scriptures say a kingdom multiplication uh, occurs. Joseph fed the whole of Egypt and the surrounding nations throughout a seven-year drought because he lived this kind of way. The Jerusalem church were able to feed widows and serve the poor, even out of their own hardship. Hey, listen, an ordinary church like us in a COVID pandemic year have been able to love our neighbor, serve the poor, feed the hungry, and give away almost 70,000 pounds this year. We can expect 
God's supply to feed God's people and to overflow into the city when we live out of this identity. I think that needs another amen there this morning. Roofs, roots, and relationships. I just want to ask us this morning, what are we waiting for? We get to plant now, invest today. God doesn't call us to live with our bags packed. We're missing opportunities to live for him and serve him now. Some of you are so preoccupied with the big dream, the next thing, so busy waiting for the next thing that you've missed what he wants you to do, uh, what he wants to do in you today. Roofs, roots, relationships, roofs, roofs. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, so I'm going to say them interchangeably and just uh, make you smile every time. Roofs. Think about your life, your home. We can see into each other's homes at the moment, many of us here on Zoom. Hey, Lord, we just offer you our homes again for your service our tables, our gift of hospitality. Right now, it's hard to have people in our homes in the same way. We understand that. They're the rules. God's people are a hospitable people. We are a around-the-table people. So much of the gospel happens around food. Again, God's giving us new maps, new ways for this uh, era of the kingdom advance. What about the other spaces we use and inhabit? Outdoor spaces, gardens, cafes. God, how can we serve our call to be who we are and to bless others right now with, with what's available to us? Friends, please don't wait until all this is over. We've done our roofs. What about our roots? The best time to plant a tree, we've often said, is five years ago because you'll have fruit from it now. But if you haven't planted a tree, start one today. Just been reflecting as, as we come up to our third lot of gift days next month. Our family, we've had the privilege of giving in the gift days this year because three years ago, we made a decision before God to start putting away a monthly amount in faith uh, as a little seed that is now bearing fruit today and means we have something to bring. Let me ask you, what can you plant today? Whether, you, whether you're going to be here to benefit from it or not. Carol has planted some stuff in prayer for this church family. She's not going to reap what she's sown. Others will. What about you and me? God asks us to plant and nurture, to serve, invest, to give, to be generous. What about our relationships, roofs, roots, and relationships. Hey, it's time where the world is fearful and backing away and behind masks and socially distant. It's time for the people of God to get involved, to build friendships, to really, truly live here, to be present. Please, this term, join a small group, support someone, encourage people, care for your neighbor, disciple another believer, and let's serve our city. Get back to the gym, play sport for a team, sing in a choir, serve in a charity. Yeah, maybe for some of you, get married or have children. Disciples don't live for the next thing and miss the today that God has for us. Yeah, we know the rest of the scriptures teach us we're exiles here. This is not our final home. We've, we've got a hope of greater glory to come. Absolutely. But it's that hope of greater glory that releases us to live in the light of it today. Wherever he's placed you, live for Jesus. If you're back at school this week as a pupil or teacher, hey, don't say, I've, I've just got another year of study. Then I'm off to uni. So kind of what's the point, really? Don't say I'm, I'm, if you're off at uni, well, I'm only in my uni town in term time. So there's no point really getting engaged in, in Bristol or Leeds or wherever. Um, equally, you might say I'm only back in Crawley for the holidays. My life isn't really there anymore. Hey, disciple of Jesus, wherever you find yourself, live wholeheartedly for him today. Stop worrying about tomorrow. So this month in Jeremiah, um, he's reminding us 
We're, we're constructing something of the kingdom. We're putting down roots. We're investing and partnering and serving the city. We're building a new community that makes the world we are exiled in sit up and take notice. You are a light and a hope in your school. Your home is a beacon in your street. You are a prophet that points to Jesus Christ as you sit at your desk at work. We carry a promise. Uh, we're part of the people of God. We're not here to be absorbed or to assimilate, but we're here to serve and influence and shine with hope in Jesus and bring blessing to Crawley. Just going to ask you to pray with me briefly now before we pray specifically. If you, if you just want to respond with me, just raise your hand to the Lord now. You're kind of saying, yes, I'm in. And those around on Zoom and Facebook can see as well if you're praying at home. Even if your screen's not on, you want to you say, Jesus, you've got something in my spirit today that I'm rising to and saying yes to. Pray with me now. God, we ask you, would you sh so shape your identity in us? Yeah. We belong to you, Jesus. We're not of this world but we are your people here now today. Would you help us to keep and grow this kingdom mindset? Lord, in our roofs, our, our homes, our, our roots, our relationships, Lord, would you bring blessing, not only to us as the people and the family of God, not only to the other churches around Crawley, but to this town of Crawley that so desperately needs you right now. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. If, if you know, if you're watching here at any point today and you know, I need to follow Jesus for the first time, Please would you message right now and let us know, uh, or maybe speak if you're watching this with, with someone, uh, just speak to the person with you, let them know we want to help you grow. So we're going to pray specifically for pupils, students, teachers. Now we're believing that the ordinary people of God, that's you and I look around the screen here, we can bring life and hope into the education system that right now is full of lots of fear and uncertainty. That is not who we are. You maybe feel like you've just been carried along. You've been carried there like these exiles did. You maybe think you've got no choice but to go back this week. Uh, others of you maybe not going into school, but you're thinking about your workplace. Listen, friends, the God who's carrying you there has assignments for you and me as we live for him, as we serve his kingdom purpose, as we play our part in seeing the good news about Jesus spread and life and hope coming to Crawley.